Alright, welcome back y'all to episode 84 of the Zachary Wingate podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. We cover all topics on this show from football to conspiracy theories to everything in between and uh, today is no exception. So today the topic at hand is kind of going over this strange attack of Nancy Pelosi's husband. So let's get into it. Okay, so I'm sure most of the world knows now that um, at 2.37 a.m. Western Time on... October 29th, um, a gentleman by the name of Dave Papa, Dave DePapa, uh, entered into Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco and assaulted her husband with a hammer. Police were called, and apparently, unfortunately, Nancy Pelosi's husband did suffer some brain damage and had to go into some type of brain surgery. I'm currently... There is still being information covered. It's really unfortunate that um, Nancy Pelosi's family has to go through this. And I know people say a lot of negative things, but at the end of the day, there's still people. And, you know, there's some, there's nothing as tragic as in invading someone's home and violently assaulting them. So with that being said, you know, let's kind of get into some of the facts and details of this incident. You know, for me... You know, I, I kind of just wanted to research it and get a better understanding because within the filters of social media, media, et cetera, people, you get a lot of noise, thoughts, um, a lot of confirmation bias associated with it. And what's really interesting about now in the state affairs of the United States, confirmation bias being left or right leaning, um, which is I, I do kind of a caveat off of that. Let me go ahead and look up the word caveat because one time Phil told me I don't know how to use words well. Okay, maybe I didn't use that term right. It says a warning provision of specific conditions or limitations. Okay, whatever. So as I spin off that, you know, we kind of focus right now where we are in the state of affairs as it relates to left and right. And when I get into that, you know, it's really interesting because in a lot of ways, it just reminds me of certain patterns. And one pattern where I forget what the author is, but he wrote that, you know, the Sunni Shia rift, which took place in Iraq as a result of taking um, Osama bin Osama bin Laden. Sorry, I watched um, Zero Dark Thirty last night and it was like really interesting. But taking out, taking out Saddam Hussein resulted in obviously a power vacuum in Iraq where there was issues between the Sunni Shia Rif. And the reason why I say that is now it's like so quick to point the fingers after this attack. Um, and doing some research about it, I just kind of wanted to understand the attacker more and what what was going through his mind if possible. So the background on David DePapa is he is born in... Um, Northern, or he's born in Northwest Canada. Okay, he was born in a town I think called Preville, Canada, which isn't too far from 
Okay, so he's born in British Columbia. Um, he was a resident of Popala River. Um, and kind of doing some research on his background, childhood, etc. He left there 20 years ago and he moved to Berkeley, California. According to his stepfather, Gene DePapa, which tells you that, you know, his stepfather would have adopted him. Um, we really don't know who his father is. But those indicators include kind of put together, um, I think, a, a profile of someone's personality. So um, this is just pure speculation, but he left there 20 years ago. As a result of it, he ended up living in Berkeley, and he followed his girlfriend at the time to Berkeley. And in a lot of ways where this story to me gets interesting is the backstory between him and his former girlfriend now lives with, her name was Gypsy Tabaya, and that's spelled T-A-B-U. Now, there's just a lot of interesting things, you know, and it looks kind of like a, not necessarily, it just seems like, you know, there's a lot of red flags for potential mental illness, codependency, things of that nature, whenever you're kind of doing a deep dive into it. Um... A lot of people are indicating, you know, he could be a right-wing supporter. People are saying he's a Green Party left voter. Um, really trying to indicate a lot of different aspects. QAnon supporter, um, you know, type of thing. So we're looking at kind of clues. So one thing is that the residency in Berkeley is he believes to be living um, on premise with Gypsy um, and Gypsy is a former, or she is known in San Francisco for being a nudist. So um, she is very, very well known there. You can Google her, kind of going into kind of different aspects of her within the nudist community. Um, you know, she has like some interesting stuff online. And, you know, it looks like, um, you know, she did say something like, you know, my Bush didn't steal the election kind of getting protesting the elections with uh, George Bush Jr. So just interesting things like that. They live at this resident in Berkeley. A lot of the media has now gone to the house um, and seeing an LGBTQ flag out in front, supporting different aspects like that, looking at um, things within the premise. So apparently David Papa was living in a school bus um, as they lived in the residency. And the school bus was actually used to go to Mexico because Gypsy, who is the nudist activist, now runs a homeless shelter. Um, she's like a, she's like the head advisor of a homeless shelter within the area. And she went to Mexico in this bus at some point. I think around 2018, 2019, maybe it was 20, I'm sorry, 2021, I actually looked at her Facebook profile. And if you look at her Facebook profile, you see the same bus that you're seeing all over the media kind of indicating what the political swaying is. And some of the stuff on the bus is saying 9-11 was an inside job. Um, you know, it's kind of going liberal, giving a definition of what liberal is. It says one who is generally one who is favored greatness, freedom in political or religion matters, one free from prejudice or narrow thinking. Um, but mind you, I think at some point, um, David DePapa and Gypsy were together in a relationship, which this is where it gets interesting because they're no longer together. 
but David still lives at the residence. And if you look, you know, um, online, kind of giving a backstory of David to Papa, apparently Gypsy had married another man in a nudist marriage in San Francisco and um David DePapa actually did the officiating of the wedding so just really strange things like that very untraditional um if we look at his Facebook kind of history Facebook actually took down his Facebook profile social media profiles on Friday so there's a lot of people there's a lot of secondhand this is what was on the Facebook profile and a lot of people are saying things about Donald Trump indicating that he could potentially be um, very, very close to, you know, QAnon echoer of conspiracy theories is what is being speculated. But, you know, when I did a deep dive, I couldn't find that information. I could just find what other people are saying. Um, but when you kind of look at the whole nature of it um, spilling over, it just seems like there could potentially be mental illness as it relates so when we kind of look at this aspect of it, you know, kind of looking at the randomness of the attack. So that's kind of the backstory. So I just wanted to like really get a feel for it because uh, there's one thing that really came to mind for me. And that was the Steve Scalia attack that took place in around 2017. I don't really keep wanting to say 2017. Um, now, what's really interesting about the Steve Scalia attack is I was actually right by it when it happened. So whenever this attack took place, I was not too far from it um, in terms of distance. I mean, the next like the next day it happened, I literally walked around the baseball field. So, and if you're not familiar with that attack, a gentleman by the name of James T. Hodgson actually opened fire on a practice softball game taking place between Republicans and Democrats. In the wee hours of the morning, he yeah, it happened June 14, 2017. I was on my way to work, and he opened fire, shooting Steve Scalia, other people, and then eventually he was the only person shot. Um, parallels between him and David DePapa as we look at kind of shooter profiles, oddballs kind of out there, um, potentially leftist or radical ideas, um, and both of them kind of, or and they both lived in a van, oddly enough, but both look like crimes of of randomness. So if you look at kind of the overall um, attack on the softball field, I mean, it didn't seem very, really, it seemed random. When you looked at the shooting, I mean, it was like, a, I would say a crime of opportunity taking place. I mean, things weren't really planned. And when we look at this, David DePapa and kind of understanding the aspects of the attack, I mean, if you look at it, Berkeley is a 23-minute drive from San Francisco. If the if the attack took place around 2.30 a.m., that means he drove there, broke in, um, attacked with a hammer, and presumably screaming, where is Nancy, where is Nancy? So it's just interesting, like, like that aspect of it, because to me it indicates that it wasn't super planned. If you're trying to attack Nancy Pelosi and you show up on the day where she's not even there, it's really strange. But then if you attack Nancy Pelosi's husband, clearly you're violent. So there's a lot of speculation that there's a lot of drug-induced things going on. And some people have even called David um, DePapa a pedophile. 
I looked up his sexual record of California, nothing came up. So once again, that could just be social media, whatever. And, you know, I don't know, but it's like, I also listened to an interview of one of David DePapa's neighbors. She did a great job and she was just indicating that at all costs, they try to avoid these people because they're really hard to get along with um, and that they were considered to be more left-leaning in politics um, and things of those nature. So it seemed like it could have been just an individual that was like really hard. I don't know. I think think mental health attitude in a lot of strange situations with Gypsy and the nudist colony. She's a nudist, but she helps homeless children. Um, It's just like stuff like that kind of sticks out because it's just... It's a lot of different things, and it feels like it's a lot of just randomness. And then when we look at Nancy Pelosi's house in San Francisco, another thing that's really interesting is just the lack of security. I mean, it's like literally on just on the corner, and I looked at it. You can look it up in Google Images, and the house has been attacked before, and it's like how is there not more security? It's like if I was Nancy Pelosi – and I had a home like I wouldn't I wouldn't be I'd be staying in a fortress like I wouldn't be staying in a house where anybody could just walk off the street. I mean, before like Nancy Pelosi's house was vandalized, there's literally been, um, you know, like social. I mean, there's been protests in front of the house has been spray painted and, you know, the guy took a hammer and broke it in the window. It's like I don't know how there was more security. You know, I think another aspect of the case is that the 911 dispatcher, Heather grinder or header grinds really should be commemorated i think you know 911 dispatch does a phenomenal job in this country and we always need to appreciate what they're doing but what's coming out is that nancy pelosi's husband mr pelosi actually put the phone in the pocket as the attack was going on and it kind of resulted in a wellness check um and a wellness check is just it's just there's no reason the cops are just checking in when they do it and when they got there what they found is that you know, the, the case, um, David DePapa, as you guys know, were altercation and he hit him in the head with a hammer, but he doesn't look like a really physical man, but good on Mr. DePelosi for being 82 and still being able to fight it off on some level. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what I have on it. A very strange incident. And we just hope Mr. Pelosi gets back to feeling his, uh, self. So, uh, Thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.